Living in America used to be a dream For so many people far away and unseen With their big cars and movie stars Living in America all hail to the red, white and blue Living in America was a dream In this land they tell you to reach for anything you want But everything is possible, just believe that you can Cause we're God's chosen children Living in America with our longhouse and my picket fences Living in America Hi guys, we have Joy Garner back with us. She's been on the show the last few times talking about the Control Group Project. And with her is James Bradley, candidate for Senate from uh, California for the federal Senate, the U.S. Senate. And Joy asked if uh, James could come with her this time. She's She wanted to come back again so quickly because there are bills being proposed in California that are really evil. Um, one of them that she'll explain that in particular that gives the government the right to assign, uh, give the right for police backup, law enforcement backup to any health official to enforce what they want you to do. They can bring the police. The police have, can make you do it or lose whatever funding goes to their agency if they refuse. And some equally terrible other things that James is going to be explaining. Um, James, I want to support any way we can because I've talked to him last night quite a bit and he's one of those extremely rare types of congressional candidates, actually candidates for almost any political office that is not really attached to the partisan idea, is not defending a label of right or left or just you know, more common sense. And uh, that's rare. Not in it for the money, not in it for uh, secret deals or anything like that, or just uh, for the image of being an important person in the Senate. He's in there to try to serve the country, which was the whole original idea of the U.S. government. And if there are more people like James, we could see that lived up to for the first time in our country's history which would be a good effect on the entire world. So I'm really glad James is here and happy that Joy was able to come back. Let's start with um, your impression, Joy, of why you think that James would be an incredible candidate and why people should choose uh, James Bradley for the U.S. Senate. Let's talk about that. Well, uh, the first thing that I came across with, with James is that He's not just saying what he will do when he gets elected or if he gets elected. Vote for me and then I will do this or that. He's boots on the ground trying to fix stuff now. Pouring through his own time and resources, really putting himself on the line to try and correct the things that are going wrong uh, right now with our government here in California and elsewhere on some other issues. So, um to me, this is a proven commodity. He's already boots on the ground in there, digging in, trying to fight. He was the very first signatory 
on a cease and desist notice that I served on the California Senate uh, Health Committee uh, to try and dissuade them from passing some really insane bills, which is about all they pass these days. But um, so. And we're going to go into that in some detail. Yeah, that's one of the very first things I can say about uh, James is that he's a proven commodity. He actually is do already doing the things and fighting for the things that we all want. Right. Right. And James, you've actually run for office before too, right? What's you want to say a little bit about the track record up to now and what you've been working on? Yeah. I, I entered politics, baptism by fire. It was on a dare during the impeach resist movement portion of uh, Trump's uh, initial min- uh, first part of his, his uh, administration. Uh, my brother, my youngest brother, David, he goes, and I was screaming at the TV during this period, and he's going, why are you screaming? He says, I can't believe what's happening to uh, a president, a seated president. And they spent all their time and effort trying to vilify someone that's trying to do good for the country. And, and I'm not going to say I'm for or against Trump. The name is it is irrelevant. It's the, the office that he held and the, the work that he did during his, his term. So my brother said, hey, do something about it. I said, well, what is this, is that a dare? <laughs> he said, yes, yeah, a dare. I said, okay, I'll run for office. So that's how I entered politics, and at that time I was running against uh, Dianne Feinstein. What year was that, James? Pardon? What year was that? That was 2018. Okay. Halfway through Trump. That's right. Roughly. Yeah, that's when it all started with the impeach resist, and you had, um, uh, what's her name, Maxine Waters saying... uh, all the crazy stuff that she got away with, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, that was an interesting race. Uh, there were 32 candidates overall, 11 of which were Republicans. And I had no idea what to do. I just jumped in and just put my name out there, and I, I hit the ground running. I came up on the Berkeley polls as being st- statistically tied with uh, uh, Kevin DeLeon. They didn't put me on the map. So I, I hit it hard. I did a. It's almost... This time, during this election cycle, it was a midterm. Berkeley came up with the polls. And it was uh, full court press up into the primary, which was June 3rd. I can't remember the exact date. But I ended up being uh, number three out of out of the 32 candidates that ran. And so that was my entree into politics. And I was going to wait until this election cycle to take on Kamala Harris. But now she's been... a uh, selected for the vice president role. I say selected, not elected. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons for that. And the gentleman not, that took Not based the, on all of her brilliant achievements, I don't think. Oh, yeah. She's just... <laughs> she She's a, a role model for many. Right. So the gentleman that took over for him, uh, she, uh, is Alex Padilla. He's the, he was the Secretary of State. And I call him the architect of all the election irregularities that we're experiencing throughout the United States. He baked into law here in California a lot of things that we'll probably cover in, in, in our conversation today regarding elections. Okay. Yeah, because the qualities of the person running for office don't really matter if there's not a real election. Correct. So we need exactly. to look at that for sure. Um, and how did you come across Joy? What's your connection with her? 
<laughs> through her, her uh, brilliant husband. They're working on a project, and I thought I'd Joy share that with you. And they were, I was very interested because I'm all about election integrity. I mean, what I mean by that is that as long as it's a free, fair, and honest election, and if I lose, I'm perfectly fine with that. Right. It's the voter's mm-hmm. voice, voter's voice that, voice that needs to be heard and, and counted. The vote needs to be counted. And unfortunately, in California, this is non-existent any longer. I think I'd like to step in on that note with what uh, my husband and I did after the 2021 recall election for Governor right. Newsom. And, and Joy, when you do that, bring in for people who haven't seen you until now on our show, bring mm-hmm. in a, little, a few sentences or something about what you're doing with the control group, too, and how that fits together. Well, one of the things that the control group did, now that's a, a nationwide study I conducted in 2019 through 2020, uh, of entirely unvaccinated controls of all ages. And what we proved definitively from that data set, because it was a, an incredibly robust sample from across 48 states, um, is that vaccines are actually, in fact, the cause. Vaccine exposure, any level of exposure, is actually the cause of over 90% of the health problems suffered by Americans today. So uh, we got a federal lawsuit on file uh, to, to obtain an, an injunction, a nationwide injunction, prohibiting all forms of discrimination that is based upon someone's vaccination status. So that's uh, one thing. That's ongoing. It's working its way up through the federal court system. Uh, it's okay. going to SCOTUS next again. Um, big, long mess fighting hard but meanwhile i'm looking around realizing you know every bit of this tyranny we're dealing with is uh, a result the consequence of the fact that we're no longer self-governing people our votes don't count i don't care what the mainstream media tried to say no uh joe biden did not get the popular or the electoral vote it was rigged fully top to bottom and I know this for a fact here in California, um, after running the recall election uh, exit poll here in California, the, the Newsom exit poll. So um, on election day, I, I stood in front of or outside of uh, a, a uh, election location for about an hour and a half, out having people fill out their um volunteer to fill out their their information and explain which way they had just voted. Now, that would be a very tiny sample of just one county, if not for the fact that my husband had the night before put up a website, onlineexitpoll.com. We're going to be switching that over to rigged.is soon. Anyway, uh, within a few days, we were getting close to 30,000 respondents uh, to that exit poll. That is a phenomenal uh, sampling rate, and it was robust for every single county in the state of California. In the end, on, on, on your website is where you got that, right? Yeah, people would go to the website and put in their voter information and also explain how they had just voted in the recall election. Um, okay. 98% reported that they voted yes to recall Newsom. Uh, the statistical analysis based on the sample size 
And again, it was a robust and random sample from every state, or I'm sorry, every county in the state of California. So the statistical analysis determined that it was a 99% confidence level in a margin of error of less than 1%. Now, kind of reverse engineer that and you realize the most inaccuracy this could even have would be to shave off 2%. That means a minimum of 96% of California voters who voted in the recall election voted yes to recall Newsom. And yet they reported to us that uh, 70% voted yes to keep or no on the recall and voted to keep it, which is a complete inversion of reality. Um, So the elections codes are what allow for that level of rigging. Um, the elections codes themselves stand as a barrier between the citizen and their right to actually have their vote counted as they cast it. So how do the Um, codes actually translate into the vote being that far off? Well, because uh, they've they've taken the, the, so secret election, secret ballot, secret, secret. That was originally meant to protect the individual voter. Mm -hmm. Now... They don't care uh, that how you voted and what your party is and everything is printed on the outside of your mail-in ballot. None of that is secret. Uh, The only thing that's secret is them while they're counting and what they did with your ballots. Right. And and what their procedures are for remedying the ballot by deciding how you would have voted had you not made a mistake on your ballot. Yeah, and it's been going so they, on. For they a long they time. just decide for you how, who to vote for or who they think you were voting for, and throw right. your ballot in the garbage. Print up a new one that has what they want it to say on it. It has nothing to do with you anymore at this point. Yeah, versions of this have been going on for a long time, mm-hmm. and they since can way, do this way level before, of rigging with, without violating the, the elections codes. At that, least not I, visibly, like to yeah. where we can prove it. Yeah. So what's the remedy for that? Well, it certainly doesn't uh, exist within the elections codes. There's no adequate remedy to these problems. So so in other words, you bust somebody. It's it's a monumental task. Look, we found some fraud. Uh, okay. Uh, worst thing that happens when they violate an election code typically is, uh, well, you're going to have to, a court order says you've got to, Do it right next time. It doesn't overturn the Mm, last mm -hmm. election. The only way to do that is we can prove that the level of fraud was such that it affected the outcome. It's the only way you can maintain standing Mm -hmm. to challenge. And so that's why they rigged it so heavily and and said that 70% of Californians love Newsom and wanted him to stay as governor so that it would be such a massive burden in the millions of plaintiffs we would have to have. But we have a plan of action for overcoming that. We can, we can fix it. How long will it take? There's no way to be exact, but my determination is to pull this off before the midterms. We need a court order before the midterms. So in Otherwise, other words, if somebody wants to vote Bradley for Senate, it'll be fixed before that, hopefully. Uh, ideally, uh, because if we, well, not ideally, it's, we have to win this. Mm -hmm. If we don't, 
this may be our our last hoo-ha. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're also living through an extermination event. And yeah, here I in California, like that too. yeah, here in California, it's more intense than maybe any state other than like New York. Uh, in so terms tell, of how they intend to enforce how, how it's how is it more intense? Well, they're going after law enforcement funding. The the plan right now here in California is to take all law enforcement in the state and put them under an extortive duress at the hands of um, uh, Big Pharma. Basically, I mean, the the health department officials would now have if this bill passes that they're they're pushing through right now. It's called Mm -hmm. SB 1464. Mm -hmm. If that were to pass, um, the only remaining law enforcement we would have in California would be the sadistic twisted ones because the rest of them would lose their badge, basically. I mean, they'd lose their money. The way this thing's Mm -hmm. written, if, if, if one officer so much as questions or speaks out in disagreement against any order coming down from a health official, any health official, mm-hmm. um, they the uh, that health official will be able to confiscate that officer's law enforcement agency money from the state and take the money and give it to their own health department. Wow! It's so there's a crazy big incentive to do that. Uh, yeah, it's an easy yeah. way to fund your department. Yeah. yeah. May I ask um, a favor? Uh, because that in itself, that topic, we have 10 bills they're trying to pass. We can go revisit that, but I wanted to really hone in on election integrity. Uh, kind of kind of give you an idea of what we're doing, and I love what Joy's doing, those exit polling, and to get ahead of the midterms is is paramount. It's very important. Right. Um, then in 2020, I ran in for Congress in District 33 against Ted Lieu. Uh, most people don't know Ted Lieu, but suffice it to say, it was an interesting run. Uh, I think it was about a month, two months prior to the the November election, I received a call from a, I would say, rabid, uh, avid Bernie supporter. Mm-hmm. And he said, James, they're going to steal this election. Not only your election, but most of those grassroots Republican candidates, you have no chance. And I said, well, feed me information. What do you have? So he unraveled the, 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 the plan, the scheme, the schema of what really took place. So on the heels of that, him presenting the, his uh, hypotheses or but now evidence, um, I put a press release out saying that putting the DNC and Ted Lieu on notice if we found any irregularities, so we'll prosecute this to letter of the law. Well, guess what? It happened. So I had to own up on my promise. Mm-hmm. And I filed a lawsuit with the Election Integrity Project out of California and 12 other congressional candidates in the 2020 run. Um, and it actually it was a bulletproof case. It was uh, heard in the central court. They dismissed it because of, of standing or lack of standing, which is always the case, regardless of their standing. Right. And the great thing is the judge gave us such a poor ruling. Now that we're in the court of appeals in federal court, District Nine, uh, and now the the case is a is a civil rights 
constitutional lawsuit, disenfranchising the black voter, the black vote. So, mm-hmm. with that said, uh, along with what Joy's doing in our lawsuit, it does have legs. We're just waiting for uh, the ju- the three panel judge to review and make a decision. Uh, we're hoping for a favorable decision because we have two uh, Trump appointees in the panel. I think it's 36 judges to select from. Um, and once we get a favorable ruling, we go back into the lower court. Then we go into discovery. We go into the machines, the software, the whole process. What does the favorable appeals court ruling give you? Uh, that gives us the ability to go into discovery, to be heard in the lower court. Um, now, if worse comes to the worst, we have we don't get a favorable ruling. We'll take it right to the Supreme Court. Okay, that's that's our end game. The, you're talking about the state Supreme Court, right? No, no, the federal, the federal one. And yeah. and the problem with that always, besides the question of the integrity of those justices, is they can say we don't feel like doing the case, that's, looking at it, right? They could. But so. this being a civil rights case, might, it might be a little harder for them to turn it away. Okay, okay. Well, the backup plan would be a state court action here in California based on state law. So this can be, what I'm planning on, it can be moving forward mm-hmm. uh, in parallel. And the way I plan on filing it, it's going to shift the burden on the government. In other words, we're not going to have to go in and prove the way we're going to start this, we're not going to have to go and improve that the votes weren't counted. We're going to already have that on the front. It's going to be a matter of the government being forced to prove that they were counted as they were cast. You're going to show evidence that it actually happened that way. You mean to be that these votes were not that the majority of California uh, registered voters who voted in the last two elections, the 2020, 21 recall and the 2020 uh, general presidential um, that their votes were not counted as they cast them. Okay. And we're going to bring that evidence and it's going to be a majority of California voters that are our co-plaintiffs all swearing to the same thing. Is this connected to the exit polling that you did? Well, that was a first kind of give me a view of the territory. I mean, right. are Californians that libtarded that, most of them want to keep Newsom around, and it's a definitive no. Absolutely not. So that's encouraging. It's very encouraging that if we only... So so you can spend your life trying to educate people so that they'll vote correctly, but apparently here in California, at least this last time, most did. Californians voted correctly. Mm, wow. You know, for their own uh, survival and well-being, they... They showed up, they voted, it just got rigged horribly. So, so there's something happening where the election goes correctly, but then somehow the opposite result gets announced. Well, yeah, it's called uh, these electronic voting systems. Okay. And, you know, oh, I think in this county we're going to remedy 300,000 ballots. Remedy? Oh, you're going to lie and say that You can't tell how that person was trying to vote, so you're going to take theirs and throw it in the garbage and print up your own new one. Oh, and for some reason, 100% of those remedied votes wanted to keep Newsom in office, 100%. I mean, 
these are the kinds of things that you see all over the state in these counties right. where they're doing this. And it's, it's most of the counties. It's been going on for a long time, you know. Since yeah, it's we, almost every county that's doing this. And it's since before the machines were even used. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough to know there is a book how far back or how deep. I just know that this is what's happening now. Yeah, yeah. Last definitely. couple of elections for sure. It's not only the machines, it's the process. We have the mail-in ballots, the, which now yeah. the law right. is a big one. Chain of custody issues with that. Then we have ballot harvesting, lack of signature verification, ballot stuffing. We have a voter coercion. There's so many things that we cited in the last two election cycles, three actually, with the recall included, uh, that were brought to our attention in mo- mountains of incident reports from c- citizens that witnessed firsthand all the irregularities. So we have a mountain of evidence as well as joy. And I'm, I'm hoping you watch and follow our case closely because uh, I think we have a really good shot at this. How do people stay in touch with that case? Is there a website for it or on your there website? Is. It's fair, transparent elections. Fair, transparent uh, elections. Okay. Yeah. Or they can go directly to my website, which I have a, a link to. Okay. And my website's bradleysenate.com. I want everyone to be informed about this because this is happening in your neighborhoods, in your precincts. If it isn't happening now, it's going to end up in your in in your neighborhoods as well. More or less in every state, right? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, one. and you know, people, uh, this 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 idea of well, you know, I don't want to. I'm not interested in politics. I don't want to get involved in politics. I don't want to talk about politics. It's impolite. No, it affects your life. It's affecting inflation. It's in fact, it's affecting whether or not you can uh, have medical freedom. It's without being self-governing. We are facing horrific tyranny at lightning speed right now, coming at us from all directions. Right. It matters. It's not impolite to talk about these things mm-hmm. and to be concerned about them and to take action to correct them. It's yeah. a mandatory thing. It's too bad to think about it like politics as if that's a separate issue or a separate yeah. subject or something. It should just be called what's happening, you know, to the country. And yeah, it's like, hey, I don't want to be injected with the government's poison against right. my will. Right. Um, hey, that's too political, man. What? No, I don't want to be injected with poison. The Saying that is a way to not have to think about it, I guess. It, it, yeah, well, there are a lot of passive people. And they're probably not going to be with us a few years from now. They really passive rooms. I put them in a category of blissfully indifferent. Um, I see that all all the time because those that live in certain parts of the world live in very affluent areas, and that's where I ran the last election. Extremely mm-hmm. affluent. They, they their universe is a small little bubble. They don't know anything about politics. But I, you're right, Joy. You're spot on. Everything's pol- political now. It's in everything we drink, eat. Now we're looking at our supply chain. We're looking at international relations. What's happening and mm-hmm. happened in Afghanistan, which I'm yeah. part of, as well as um, Ukraine and now Russia. And it's always the bending of the narrative uh, for their own personal gain or their group's gain or for a profit. Over and the vaccines is a very th- very strong statement. The thing that we're fighting in California, so. Were there any questions regarding elections? Because, you know, I can go for hours on elections alone. But um, what we're fighting right now in Sacramento with Joy taking the point on these uh, 
Did you want to discuss incident reports now, or you want to wait for that later? The cease and desist notices? No, uh, yes, cease and desist notices, yes. Yeah, so I put together some cease and desist notices after I went over all of the criminal laws that I could quickly locate that are being violated by our state legislature and also all the case law showing that they don't actually have immunity for criminal activities, particularly those that cause great bodily injury and death on a mass scale. Um, so the particular codes that I found that they were violating um, on the state legislature uh, here in California, they're practicing medicine without a license. A body politic cannot prescribe drugs to anyone, let alone to the general public. And worse than that, they want us, they're preemptively stripping us of our uh, fundamental rights and thereafter conditioning the free exercise thereof upon us presenting evidence that we've been injected with their criminally prescribed, unavoidably unsafe, i.e. dangerous Mm -hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. And not a single one of them uh, has any authority legislatively to violate criminal criminal laws, even if they wrap those criminal activities around the legislative process. So, in other words, they can't get together and vote to murder innocent citizens mm-hmm. and expect to be uh, immune from criminal prosecution. So when you're practicing medicine without a license, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a health and public safety code, and uh, it's considered, it's usually charged as a felony in California when it's, when it's violated. It's a serious crime if it's because an it's expected that if you let people who are not licensed to practice medicine uh, prescribe drugs to people, mm-hmm. you're putting uh, public health and safety at great risk. Right. I mean, you said so many critically important things right then all at once. I'd like it to kind of sink into people who are listening, even if they just get one part of that, which is that a governing body cannot practice medicine without a license. Mm-hmm. You yes, know, we you know, went so through I, that real quick, but if they get that, that just knocks down a lot of what's happening right now. Well, um, it's been assumed that the legislature, so so back in 1905 when they had this big uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts case, which was right. kind of a pivotal, everyone seems to interpret it to mean that government now can practice coerced medicine on, on the general public. That's not a, at all what the case actually says. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, now they've got these rules and regulations for uh, who qualifies to purchase these vaccines and distribute them. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in any of these does it say, oh, and by the way, if you're one of these people, you also uh, can practice medicine without a license. So they're just that. assuming that the public doesn't notice what they're doing, I guess. Well, and most of the public doesn't realize. They I go, know. well, it was a lawmaker, so it must uh, exactly. be legal. And it you could know, have if been a lawmaker a, writes a prescription drug for me. And it the, health, must be the legal. health official might have been wearing a white coat, you know, that, and that's like, forget it if that happens. Yeah. But Jacobson basically just said that the state can say you have to do something to your body. And if you don't do it, you have to pay five dollars. Yeah. And that was a tragic and incorrect finding. Right. It really was. But to stretch it to this whole other 
uh, enormous conclusions. Like, for instance, during the time of Jacobson versus Massachusetts, 1905, the AMA had yet to secure their monopoly over the practice of medicine via the criminalization of the practice of medicine without a license. So the issue was never raised. I mean, they had pulled it off in a few jurisdictions, but there were many localities where the AMA, AMA had not criminalized, managed to pass laws which criminalized the practice of medicine without a license. So that that's the time frame you were in uh, when they came down with this uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts case. Now, the assumption that that case legalized lawmakers practicing medicine without a license is, well, it's insane. There, it says no such thing. Right. Well, even if they had a license for the whole legislature to practice medicine, they could prescribe it. They can't force you to take it. That's a huge uh, issue. Well, according to Jacobson versus Massachusetts, they can coerce you via fines or something, right? Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, you know, the Jacobson versus, versus Massachusetts case was, was a tragic miscarriage of justice. However, it's been upheld. Okay. Over and over, ever since. And, and, and the basic issue there that is different now is that at the time of Jacobson, they, were not, they didn't have a data set with which to challenge the presumption mm-hmm. of a net public health benefit from vaccine exposure. We have that evidence now. We can successfully rebut that presumption. You've got two bases to do that. One is that the vaccines are exclusively harmful all the time and they don't prevent disease but the other basis is that um it's unconstitutional to violate informed consent correct really interesting what i noticed on the california uh department of public health website just this morning they have a statement that says no state or federal laws uh require informed consent with regard to vaccines. And where does it say that? Right on the California um, uh, Department of Public Health website. That's their official belief, religion, and statement. And it just there's no such thing as long as you call the drug a vaccine. No. So it's there is no requirement. That's what that's what they're telling the public on their own website. Wow. That there's no. So and here's the thing. It's not about informed consent. We're down to consent. Okay, we're informed and they're saying, so what? We don't need your consent. And now we're going to take control of law enforcement so that we have the guys with the guns in the cages that will help us hold you down and get you injected against your will. So in a way, what this comes down to and see if you agree with this, James, or not, is your rights, which are partially codified in the Bill of Rights, but you know, they're most of them are assumed from God that your rights can be violated in an emergency. That's exactly that's really the issue. Because if if they can't, then none of this stuff can be done. It's even by a doctor with a license. Yeah, they actually extended the emergency orders here, I think, last month. Do you recall, Joy? Yeah, and, and the other side of that is, look, they're they're adding the COVID vaccine in California mm-hmm. to the permanent required vaccination list. The childhood so it's not just an emergency. They've, right. got the, they've got this whole existing list, 
And the way they wrote the legislation uh, that allowed for this expansion of the required list, regardless of any emergency or even a pretense of a need, is um, that they wrote themselves a blank check. They said, uh, these vaccines will always be required, no exceptions, and any other we choose to add, basically. Yeah, they, they, they've been making this whole concept and philosophy that they call the new normal now for some time. Uh, they're calling it long COVID. And how many variants are we up to now? So this is going to be, this will be our new way of life. You're going to walk around with your vaccine passport, right. uh, track and trace. And, and it's, it's not, it, I feel like I'm in a, in a, a novel, actually a horror movie. To be honest. Yeah. One, one version of it that I heard is that there's going to be a universal vaccine that needs updates all the time, like a computer program. And those updates yeah, well, I think how it's going to work, Richard, yeah. is that if the first shots didn't kill you fast enough. Then you need an update. Right? Well, then they're going to revoke your vac- vaccine passport until such time as you appear for your next <clears throat> death injection. Right, right, right. And this impacts every element of society, your work, your ability to go to the theater, to pick up food, to do anything and just function as a human being in society. And that is where now they're trying to tighten the noose, if you will. We're seeing it here. We have 10, 10 uh, bills are trying to pass in the law that all affect some level of forced man, uh, mandate vaccines and compliance, non-compliance, mean you lose your job. I think the assumed reason and justification for that in part is that everybody knows that we would all be dead except for vaccines. Humans uh, don't actually have immune systems, right? They we well, get unvaccinated no. ones, don't. Yeah. right? It's it's yeah. bio design. You have to get it from a laboratory, otherwise you right. you're a walking zombie. It was a o- mistake by omission of God, actually. That's it. Yeah, he just screwed up. You know these these. Yeah. Dr. Fauci knows more than God. Mm. Obviously. We should trust him instead of God. Yeah. Yeah, So so if you really look at the overall situation, the vaccine, the forced vaccine issue, is kind of a a reflection of the overall idea that we belong to the rulers. Well, um, they're not very possessive anymore. They just want us dead. Well, yeah, but sometimes farmers ASP. kill their sometimes ASAP. farmers farmers kill their animals. You have an opinion, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you have an opinion. <laughs> I love it. In fact, they're doing that right now by the millions because I don't know if you knew, Joy. You're so distracted by this, you know, justice and and correct, honest stuff that you might have missed that they're killing hundreds of millions or large numbers of birds. Yeah, they're like, looking to starve us. Yeah, but so, it has the other benefit of, uh, you know, kind of uh, alerting you to the coming next really much worse pandemic. Which oh yeah, the bird flu that's we've gonna heard some of the officials say humans and this one may kill fifty percent of the people. And you know, honestly, I think the next play is going to be the uh, highly contagious version of HIV that spreads like the common cold, because they have found the HIV virus has actually been CRISPRed engineered into the spike proteins for the COVID shots. Uh, So that's a way they can guarantee that even if they're using real tests for HIV virus, they can claim that everyone's, everyone's got HIV. And then that's how they're going to explain how everyone who got 
uh, well, they're going to say everyone's getting it because it's spreading like a cold. Yeah. But the only people that will be dying of AIDS will be the people that got vaccinated. And it won't be the HIV virus that's killing them. It'll be the, the all the other toxins that are actually killing their their bone marrow. Yeah. Well, there was, you know, considerable question about the validity of the HIV virus when there was the AIDS epidemic, too. Yeah, it, it, plenty of people test positive for HIV, never get AIDS. Right. Plenty of people get AIDS, never test positive for HIV. There might be some correlation, but it's not a cause-effect type of uh, arrangement. What we do know is that Dr. Fauci wanted to sell his drugs. And he had these, you know, AZT and other deadly chemotherapy drugs that he said were antiviral. So you would test positive for HIV. You would think you've just been given a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And so they say, well, the only way you're not going to die is to take these drugs. Next thing you know, you take the drugs, you're killing your bone marrow. Now you do have AIDS. Mm -hmm. Your immune system's kaput. And you get in the the, uh, cancers, the Carposi sarcoma and uh, every infection imaginable because you just don't have an immune system anymore. It's gotten wiped out. One of the issues right now is the time frame for everything because the the uh, primaries are coming up almost immediately, right? Yeah, it's right around the corner. And the midterms are happening this year. Yeah. So to have a chance to make the election valid, a lot has to happen in a short time, right? Oh, yeah. We have some tricks up our sleeve, so let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, There's some very, very big things that uh, James in, and I are not necessarily talking about right this minute, but that are uh, a type of battle plan uh, that can get us our elections back here in California on a state level. And, of course, he's also got something. Uh, uh, you're, you're in federal court on this other suit. So, yeah. Um, the the state court thing is is a um, don't want to talk too much about that, but that one is 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 imperative. California has fifty five electoral votes for the presidential election. We we are a very important state. If this state falls, um, I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of the country. So we've got to stand and fight and save this state and return it to self governance, and that is our goal. And if you're interested in supporting those types of efforts, people need to go to James Bradley's website. Could you please repeat it again, James? Uh, it's real easy. BradleySenate.com. B-R-A-D-L-E-Y Senate.com. No dots or anything, right? Uh, BradleySenate.com. Yeah, it's just a period. I mean, between Bradley. Dot com. Yeah. No, yeah, and there's no space or it's all in, all together. Okay. Yeah, we're doing a lot of great things, and thank you, Joy, because there's uh, we have a team in Sacramento that are having trying to talk these legislators off the the cliff, if you will, the ledge. Yeah, the ledge. Uh, many of them are up for re-election, and these t- ten bills they're trying to push are deal killers completely. So we're we're trying to attack it at all different le- layers and levels now we work alongside with children's health defense some people may know that's Bobby Kennedy Jr's group right Herc. we're working and the 10 with. bills you're talking about are federal ones right no those are state state They're bills state bills okay and so you're working on those at yes, the same time as working on your campaign for senate 
uh, doing a lot of things. I can good thing I can multitask. Uh, yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about uh, James. He's not just running around saying, you know, just elect me and then I'll do all these great things. He's right. doing great things. You know, boots on the ground, pouring pouring himself right. you know joy? into fixing these things as he's running. Thank you for saying that. But the reason why is that this is passed into law. It's virtually impossible to repeal these laws. So we act now or we're, we're just victimized by our own inaction. So I can't, I can't sit and wait. Do you want to it's say something about It's not impossible to challenge these laws. It's just that the effects of them will be devastating before we could even inch our way right away. to getting them repealed or yeah. declared uh, unenforceable. You, you, you and, but, it, but for the most part, it is often impossible. Okay. Do you want to let people know a little bit about what kind of bills you're talking about in these 10 bills that are coming up? Oh, yeah, there's quite a few of them. The effect, I don't have a list of the bills in front of me, so I apologize. That's so, okay. Joy, take the, take the floor. I would, I would like to just say that there are uh, a number of ridiculous, crazy-ass bills uh, that are extreme uh, surrounding taking away our uh, health freedoms, you know, becoming a dictatorship uh-huh. over all of the residents of California to the point where we literally cannot function without every 10 minutes, another shot in the arm against right. our will. Now, but the, to, my, okay, to, to my view of all the bills I've been looking at, uh-huh. the single most threatening and terrifying one that we cannot allow to see the light of day mm-hmm. is SB 1464 because that's the conquering of law enforcement as turning it into the enforcement arm, a direct enforcement arm of the pharmaceutical industry. That's right. Yeah, that's so important. that's the one that's the most right. I mean, you can pass a lot of bills. Some of them people might just thumb their nose at and go, I don't care. What are you going to do? I'll start my own business or I'll only do business with other unvaccinated people. And that's cropping up all over the state right now. Yeah. I mean, there are these uh, private member association grocery stores even opening up where they're stepping wow, out of the system. And if you want to do business there, you just become a member and it's an, under a non-disclosure agreement. You can trade however you like. You can donate however you like and wow. exchange without having to deal with the state, the county, or any of their regulations. Wow. And well, I have a list know, they forced the our hand on this. I have a list of the bills. If you want. I'll give you a little sample of what we're dealing with in California. Uh, there's one, SB 871, that requires all children from age 0 to 17 to get a COVID-19 vaccine to attend any daycare Participate in private school uh, with no exemptions, zero exemptions. That's uh, religious and medical exemptions. There's SB 866, lowers the age of consent to age 12 to get the COVID-19 vaccine without parental consent. Or knowledge, probably. Or knowledge. Just like everything we're doing here in California, without parental consent. Removing the parent from parenting. Right. That's been going on for the last decade in California. Well, and removing the doctors. You know, it used to be pharma had to go through the doctors to get to the patients so they could kill them with their drugs or make money off of them and get the doctors, you know, pay them off, you know, launder the money to get them paid off or the incentive. Now they just go straight to the legislature and the legislature says, here, we will prescribe the drugs to the public and we will even hand law enforcement over and put them at your disposal 
so that they enforce your dictates. Wow. And the taxpayers will pay for all of this. And here's one. You know, uh, uh, being, I was in medicine for 30 years for the medical industry. This one's AB 2098, classifies the sharing of COVID-19 medical opinion, informed consent by doctors or surgeons contrary to the CDC narrative as misinformation, informed consent, they're, they're, they're labeling informed consent as misinformation, as an, an unprofessional conduct that would result in disciplinary action. They're coming after the, our, our practitioners, the medical, the ones that know better for their, their patients than these that are trying to prescribe uh, medicine from the bench, from the legislature, from a- agencies that were basically admin. So, uh, for both of you, do you think that the the legislators that are proposing these bills, and they're probably written by teams of lawyers, but the legislators that are proposing them, do they actually believe in this stuff? No, they're just getting money. Yeah, it's power to money, really. So it's that they're willing to write it and propose any bill for money. Oh, yeah. And this is just the money we know about, okay? The stuff that's coming directly from pharma and or indirectly through these NGOs that the pharma supports and then the NGO then makes the donation from there. So, um, but that's just the money we know about. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many uh, numbered Swiss bank accounts so they've got. this is why, why money gets such a bad reputation. Because mm-hmm. it can be used for good things too, believe it or not. But, but Yeah, well, it's, it's know, not the money itself that's the great evil. It's the it's, love of it. It's, it's the love of it to the point where you're willing to do anything for it. And yeah, so it's like soul. a big Milgram experiment kind of. Yeah. Well, that's what our, our uh, initiatives or mission is to expose and mediate and correct and hold those to account. It's a heavy lift, but I believe it's, it's doable. More and more people are now truly becoming awakened, not woke. Woke, I yeah. love how they use that term. Um, I think people are now exercising their critical thinking skills. They're now, I've seen many progressives. And by the way, the the ultra left, or you want to call it Marxism, whatever you want to call it, have hijacked the ter- term of progressive. The progressive means you're progressing in technology, mind, thought, or wh- whatever you want to add to that. They've hijacked that term, so I think it's time for them. They're finally waking up to take that back. What their name really means. In yeah, and mind. there's nothing. You know, they've also hijacked a lot of things like uh, li- liberal. I'm sorry, there's nothing liberal about authoritarianism that the left supports. Yeah, liberal is supposed to be like liberty, right? Live and let live. As long as you're not infringing on someone else's rights. Exactly. You know. That was the purpose of government is to defend individual rights, basically. From whether it's invasion. Yeah, now they're here to defend the collective rights. Right, which means you can which do means anything. They need to own everything and control everything. Yeah. 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 The idea of mandating any kind of medical treatment is something that should be so obviously unacceptable. Try Hitlerian, genocidal. Yeah, it was used in the Third Reich a lot. And it was yeah, used it, in the it, Soviet Union. The mandating Union. of drug injections is a condition precedent to genocide. It is. Right. 
Right. But even even if they came up somehow with a drug that didn't kill you and had no negative effect, and it is conceivably possible, they don't have any right to make anybody take it. Uh, that is correct. They have as many powers as we let them have. Yeah, but most people say, what do you mean let them have? I'm one person, I can't do anything. Really, I think that's the mentality. Well, it really is amazing how few people even know what's in the Constitution. But the reality is special interest lobbies, lobbying groups, uh, the FDA plays a big part in this. Big Pharma, as we know, plays a very big part. I think Big Pharma's uh, really controlling most of Congress in Senate. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at that level of of coercion or influence within our governing body, you have an issue. They're not representing the citizens that voted them in or, in some cases, selected by certain groups. Uh, that's clearly the case in California. It's not an election. It's a selection process. Right. But our mission is to clean it up, identify those, hold them to account, plain and simple. And we're working 24-7. As you can tell, our bag's under my eyes. I haven't slept in months. I know. I feel guilty making you stay up at the moment. No, not at all. And I, I enjoy this. I want everyone to be aware that we have people like everyone on this this uh, Zoom that are fighting. Yeah. Believe in us. Believe yeah. in you. There's hope. There's hope for California. Yeah. People are a lot stronger than they realize. Yes. And California is full of great people. But it's not just California. I think one thing that a lot of senators and congresspeople use as an excuse not to have to talk to the lowly so-called constituents is that we want your zip code because we don't serve you if you don't live in our district or state. And that's not true. You know, the Congress makes decisions with these individual state representatives that affect everybody. The whole, the whole country. The rest of the world in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. You know, so they're responsible. Yeah. So I, I swore an oath to office to protect the Constitution in our shores when I served in the United States Coast Guard. That never dies. Every veteran that took that oath, believe in it. They in and the good thing is I'm third. I made it, my father made it easy. He was a career Navy pilot, and prior to that, my fa- my grandfather he was in World War One in the Army. Mm-hmm. So it's part of my genetic makeup. So it's really natural for me to stand in the fray and take it for those that cannot take it for themselves. So that's why you're going to see a lot of veterans stepping up. If you don't know of any veterans running, they need your support. Because they are battle-hardened. They believe right. in the Constitution. We yeah. cannot lose our constitutional republic. Because once we lose this, the whole world goes. The oath to defend the Constitution is supposed to be for life anyway, right? As Reagan to... once put it, a thousand years of darkness. Oh, yes. We cannot let this republic fall. Was it Reagan that said that? He may have been quoting someone else. But yeah. I, I distinctly you know, I... remember... I met Reagan in the 70s. And yeah, he was governor of California, and then we sent him to the White House. Yeah. I th- and then he got shot in the chest. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, he did some things that didn't seem to make any sense. But exactly. I guess what would to a man who just got shot at point-blank range right. by the prior head of the CIA, Bush Sr.? He seemed like a good man to me, but he had some huge areas of, ignorance unfortunately and he signed yeah, away but he the was life the 
He was the Gipper. Yeah. How could you not love him? How can you get, you know, these people need to be surrounded by, by others that are actually helping them. You know, if Reagan had had good advisors, he never would have given away the liability of the drug company. He may never have gotten to the White House had he not agreed to run with the former director of the CIA. Yeah. True. That's I mean, true. You're referring to the 1980s. So double-edged sword, you know, just like Johnson and Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're, you're referring to the 1986 act? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't that after they shot Reagan in the chest? I don't remember what, how the times correlate. Maybe you guys do. I'm fairly uh, certain it was after they shot him in the chest. It could that be. That guy but, Hinckley, who it turned out um, was cousins to the Bush family. But, you know, they, they went to. Um, and, and the guy's walking free today, mm-hmm. by the way. The um, the Congress, the Senate, and, and the House both went along with the idea of taking away all the liability of the vaccine companies. And the reasoning, as I understand it, was the vaccine companies coming in and saying, you know, we're having all these terrible lawsuits because, you know, obviously we have to kill people to have advanced medicine. So all these people are dying. And if if we have to keep paying off these lawsuits, we can't give you the benefit of these wonderful medicines that are killing people. Well, yeah, that was the reasoning or the excuse. But really what was going on is pharma was giving millions upon millions of dollars to lawmakers who passed legislation that was horribly destructive to the American people and our health. So somehow you need people in Congress and all the other power positions that can't be bought. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is I'm of the age I served under Reagan, so I'll tell you how old I am. Yeah, uh, I cannot be bought. I don't want to be bought. I'm too old for that. And I'm only going in for two terms. I've already made a commitment. Right. All right. So that's what you want. You want the ones that are have that level of integrity. And more importantly, you could throw billions, trillions at me. It wouldn't affect me because I have a strong faith in God. Well, I don't think that's only because you're old. Right. I suspect if you weren't as old, you'd have the same attitude. Well, you know, people do mature, though. They get they learn. I mean, all of us, we get more humble. We get we get a better understanding of what actually matters right. in life. And uh, money's great to the extent that it can be moved to good. And to yeah. the extent that it can't be, it's uh, not of any interest. Um, but, can do but, a lot of you know, that's to someone that's actually growing up and, and believes that they are primarily a soul and that there, there is something after this. Yeah. And people who don't believe that are like, Hey, party, party, mm. get, his, get, 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 get. And cause you're going to die anyway. And that's there's a really nothing interesting after point this. because like the world economic forum now, and oh, one yeah. of their spokesmen is this guy, Harari. That you guys probably know about. Yeah. And he specifically responded to what you just said, Joy. And he said, we used to think that there was this thing about God and souls and... And free you know, will. And free will and privacy and all that. And and he just really emphasized that's over. You know. Yeah, now, well, we're just a clump of cells, right? Hackable animals. Hackable clump of cells. Yeah. No robots. Yeah. yeah. With no soul. Yeah, that's what they've decided about us, but it's what they believe about themselves, perhaps. Right, and um, the technocracy knows what you should do better than you do. Right, exactly. The yeah. other thing we try to attack is the the Fauci COVID protocol. 
<laughs> Remdesivir is killing people yeah. left and right, and we're, we're working on. Uh, I can't give too much information on, on this one because we're still building the case, if you will. Right. Um, we had many, many victims of family family um, members come forward on the treatment within the hospital system in a certain part of California, pushing uh, remdesivir within two weeks to a month, their loved one expired as a result. Yeah. So this is something I've taken on with a few other folks. Uh, Rhonda Kennedy is running against Adam Schiff. She and I are working on this with um, a few other folks and organizations. So you'll see some news hopefully soon regarding that. Who's running against Adam Schiff? I didn't hear you. Rhonda Kennedy. Rhonda Kennedy, yeah. She's a a sister. She's like a sister of mine. Really powerful, powerful woman. Wow. um, She's an attorney. So she has the right stuff to to, uh, bring. And and that's right away in this um, election coming up, right, that you're talking about. There's a lot of moving parts here. Yeah. There's so much going on. 24-7, 24-7, it's always... So many different theaters of battle. Right. So you have to keep them all clear in your organization, huh? Absolutely. And the good thing is you have uh, battle, tried and true. Yeah, if you want to use that term, battle, I just think of it, hey, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You just have the energy and the passion and the ingenuity and the right resources to bring together. Right. And I have to tell you one thing I'm really gifted at is finding really good people. Joy, you're amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, ditto. Uh, we're kind of a little fan club back and forth here. I am so glad I got to meet James and be able to work on these things together. Right. Because this is a war. I mean, you might not, it may seem uncomfortable use terms like that, but we are under attack, and, and what we're actually fighting for is the right to exist at all. I mean, they want us dead. That's right. Um, and so, and that's not like, you know, some crazy conspiracy theory thing. You look at their actions, and there's no other logical answer for the actions they're taking against us. Yeah, I completely um, agree. So, so yeah, it, it is a war. Um, however, you keep your frequency up. You stay excited and, and, and empowered, and, and uh, you battle plan and strategize, and then you deploy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you modify right. daily. Yeah, you, you, you like to. water, tell of war. you gotta, you got to be able to shapeshift as, as things change. Right. I know on your website, James, you have a lot of different categories of issues that you talk about. Yes. Do you want to say anything in general about any of those? Oh, just um, not really. We're fighting for freedom. That's it. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. Your right to choose. Your right not to choose. At least you have a right to do either or. Mm-hmm. We're protecting it. We want to defend that as written into the Bill of Rights in our Constitution. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, even something that's good for you. Yeah. That's right. You, you shouldn't you be know, forced like to take that. You know, like the government's going to tell you, you have to take uh, an injection of vitamin C. Yeah. Well, or breathing, maybe I don't want to. Or breathing air or drinking water. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, a lot of things need to be stopped. And and some of the things that need to be stopped, there's kind of an unspoken agreement that they can't be talked about. Yeah. You know, we're being sprayed with poisonous uh, chemicals of all kinds every day. Just changing the weather is well documented. Well, my most recent attitude about this whole issue of 
you know, you're not supposed to talk about this or that or say this or that. No. Is I really don't have time for people who have already surrendered, voluntarily surrendered their First Amendment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for those people. Yeah, keep in mind that the, the political um, d- sphere, if you will, you have your alt right, your alt left, you have most of everyone in the center just trying to survive. Yeah. My role is to create the unity bridge between those that want to get back to some level of normalcy in, in, in our society. And we have it. We have the right tools to do that. Um, so there's hope for those that have enough of the polarization. And I, can you imagine going to the Thanksgiving dinner? This happened what last two Thanksgivings. That if you showed up, if you weren't vaccinated, they uh, your family members would not either invite you or they would not attend. Did you have that experience? Personally, no. I've heard many experiences to that. I no. heard a story close to home. Uh, a business associate of my husband's. Yeah. who I, he was actually calling my husband like pretty upset because his own mother w- was having a Thanksgiving family party and everybody there's vaccinated, but this guy wasn't. And he's calling going, I asked if she would even just leave a plate outside <laughs> and like, let me wave through the window and I would eat my plate outside. And she said, no, get your wow. vaccine. Wow. That's how crazy it got in some of these families. We still have people driving around by themselves in cars with the windows up with wearing a mask on. Yeah. yeah. So, you, know, uh, I, you know the term Stockholm Syndrome, right? <laughs> loving your captor. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening in California and all the major metropolitan areas. You know, I, I'm just going to say, hey, listen, it's time. Put it behind you. You know, that captor was... <laughs> you know, not just getting rid of the toxic medicine, but Le- making it legal for people to learn how to stay healthy might be a really well. Good yeah, they want to ban the First Amendment because the First Amendment is a threat to public health. You were brought up the idea of older people being, you know, more of them being trustable in positions of power. Mm-hmm. Once they get to a certain maturity level, they don't go crazy as much. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good reason to keep them healthy. Yeah, you know, and not yeah. have people falling apart. My last 10 years in, in the health industry was on holistic natural path medicine. Right. I started off in the conventional side, then I went to natural path, path, pathy. And I tell you, the, the centuries-old uh, medicinal therapies that, that would eradicate, I can't use that term, eradicate, get rid of the side effects and cleanse your, your body of some of these toxins that we're taking in through the right. jab. So there's hope. Yeah, that, that needs to be universally known. Yes. So there's people- more than hope. Oh, there's something huge and beautiful waiting for us on the other side of these battles. Oh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be better than it's ever been before. Yeah. If we can just survive this and get to the other side. And a lot of that I is absolutely know this. a lot is being built now. We just don't hear about it that much. We're, we're going to make it, but it is our job to become incredibly conscious, incredibly aware, mm-hmm. and empowered, and acting uh, for the betterment of all humanity. Yeah. That has to be the way we live. Right. So, what do you guys want people to do to help both of you? What, I, what I've been on your shows too many times to, like, I keep talking about my stuff. I really wanted this focus to be on James. 
That's um, fine. And I actually have to go right now. Oh, do you? Okay. And so I'm going to beg out and thank you so much for having me on the show. And I'll talk to you later, James. Richard, thank you so much. And um, you two close it up and, and finish, okay? We will. Thank you, Joy. Sure. We'll stay in touch. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. What do you, what do you need for help? Uh, well, I'm a grassroots candidate. I actually came out uh, about a month ago. I've seen the evils in both parties, by the way. And have been running twice. I've earned my stripes, and I have yeah. a reason to kind of separate from uh, the, the establishment version of the GOP. I'm a Republican, mm-hmm. so I am no longer connected to an official organization of the Republican Party in California. Uh, I did that purposely. I want to be the citizen's candidate. I want to be free from any uh, coercion or influence on a party that might have uh, nefarious um, uh, purposes or meaning. What so, did you do to separate from that? I I resigned my membership with one of the organizations, and I'm letting my other one, I'm a delegate of the California GOP, I'm letting that expire. I'm not okay. going to okay. pursue that. I want to remain independent at this point, meaning I'm a Republican, Republican values, mm-hmm. progressive, Republican, conservative, conserving and, and, and using, you know, innovation to increase our better, better quality of life. So I'm a, I'm a unique bird, to be honest with you. Yeah, so you're not really partisan. Not at all. Not at all. I'm doing this for the people. Not for me. I, I, people's voice needs to be heard. And I'm, that's the main reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. Seeing what's happening in California and it's kind of resonating through the world. So we have to put an end to it. And that's yeah, why. exactly. How many, how, what proportion of the population do you think you can reach? I mean, we talked about the people that are still terrified driving around with a mask on and the windows rolled up and things like that. And then there's all different grades of awareness and there are some people working on creating the new civilization before the old one self-destructs. <laughs> You're probably uh, trying to reach as many people as you can, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I heard estimates of around 72% have had the first vaccine. And um, I think the lower number is about 40-plus percent that have received the updated boosters. Mm. Those are the ones I want to hopefully win over. But, you know, they've kind of bought into this whole uh, long COVID plan yeah uh those are going to be the hard ones but i as far as political ideologies or or parties uh i speak and resonate with most republicans and probably majority of the independents and clearly the jfk democrats yeah well a lot of a lot of the basic democrat ideals that are from long ago were about liberty and respecting everybody else's rights to live as they want Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of movement, um, no coercion to support things that are evil. I mean, a lot of good values. Yeah. I remember I call Americana. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so how they can help. I'm I'm grassroots. I'm not getting any big pack money. I'm not getting any... Okay. um, Real estate, no no unions, nothing's involved in my campaign at all. I funded most of my, my two campaigns, so gives you an idea of my willingness to serve, gave right. up my career in health care, primarily to, to save America. So even though most people are not rich and they can't donate lots of money, you need 
large numbers to give what they can to yeah. help you. If we get a if we get a thousand at ten, that's ten thousand. Right, right, right. And just do the math. Yeah. And um I guess what they need to remember is just that you're a pro freedom, pro liberty, pro constitution candidate mm-hmm. and you're an ethical person and you're not for sale and you're not going to be bought out. What do you think about after you get in? What I have been wanting to see from somebody in office is coming out and maybe having a regular uh, interaction with the public on some kind of media about what it's really like inside the government. You, you know? you, you're re- reading my script. <laughs> well, don't you think that would be incredible? I, that, I mean, I'm actually... I'm working that into my next stage. I really believe because I have a very strong uh, belief and faith in God, and I really right his hands on this, and that's the reason why I'm fighting so hard. But you know, this is your ability as a, a constituents, so voters and citizens of the United States, to have a voice to be heard. You're going to be hearing from me on a regular basis, and um, I'm really apologize for the constituents that haven't heard my name or. Now, for the first time, I've been literally working around the clock trying to undo and fix what's happening in California as well as the nation. Right. Uh, we had a, a big tragic event back in August, and then uh, I know you remember this, was Afghanistan. Right, right, right. And I put together... Basically setting up a new, really well-provisioned army. Yeah. So I, there were remaining U.S. citizens there, and I could not have yeah. that. You never leave anyone behind. And never mind the vetted allies that didn't make it on the plane, the first, second, third uh, extraction. So you're trying to help um, people escape from there still? Yeah, we have an organization called Allied Rescue Coalition that works with those boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be working with them since uh, September. So... The reason why I'm going back to is that I've been focused on on solutions, trying to take care of what this administration is cleverly and nefariously has destroyed. It's really an organized plan to take the country apart completely, isn't it? I, I believe so, yeah. I really do. So I can't sit idle. I can't. No. What about the economic situation? I mean, they're in the process right now of trying to destroy any value in the currency by issuing such huge amounts of it and shutting down production at the same time. Yeah. I mean, they're really moving toward planned famine, it looks like to me. Yeah, I heard that today as well. And uh, I, I'm not going to dispute it. I certainly will research it in greater detail, but the all the roads are pointing that direction that uh, there's going to be a mass shortage in everything, uh, food, water. In the middle of that, they're paying farmers not to grow food. That is correct. And it, it's a parallel. I'm not saying this to be discouraged, but just to focus on the magnitude of what needs to be changed quickly, because mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing with energy. Mm-hmm. You know, America was self-sufficient for a short time, and they quickly stopped that. It needs to be turned around. Yeah, my opponent is uh, my opponent is Alex Padilla, right. pushing um, <clears throat> uh, solar wind energy primarily. Right. Yeah the 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 idea that the environment is important is true, but those energies are not sufficient. The technologies are not sufficient to run the country. That's so awesome. if you make believe that they are, and you cut out the 
working energy sources now based on petroleum and things like that, mm-hmm. what you're actually working for is starvation. Clearly. Right. We, we have clean energy. We have clear, clean um, um, petrol. Uh, we have, we even have white, that we even, I, I work with Dean Robacher. I don't know if that name sounds familiar, Congressman. Yeah. He gave me his plan on white nuclear, which is a very safe uh, form of, uh, of power here. Uh, and I believe in France, they perfected it as well. Mm-hmm. Very controversial. Um, we have we have uh, water issues here on a regular basis, and we have desalination plant plants planned that have never been funded. Right. Water, water storage, which has not been funded, and so we look at the infrastructure in California and how it's being affected throughout uh, affects other states as well. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. It's like a blueprint, and it's very. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing the same story from state to state. You know, renewable energy is amazing, but you will have to have a core energy, and white nuclear is certainly an option. That's is that related to the thorium idea of nuclear reactors? Um, no, I, I'll I'll send you the white paper on it. Okay. Uh, the solar. other thing is there there are a lot of really advanced technologies that are far beyond solar and wind mm-hmm. that are already ready to go, and those are being suppressed, just okay. like real health information. Mm-hmm. If those are released, then the whole situation changes. Exactly. It's all being suppressed right now. Yeah. For many reasons. And- yeah. We mentioned the story of uh, Stanley Meyer, who was pretty well known, and he demonstrated... I think it might have been in the, it was either the 80s or the 90s. He drove all over the country in a dune buggy on water, putting out uh, oxygen as a um, effluent out of the tailpipe. That's, oh, I think I recall that. Yes. Unfortunately, he committed suicide by being poisoned, and all of his papers were taken. And yeah, they call it suicide, don't they? Yeah, the remaining ones were um, auctioned by his family, and uh, they were bought by a rich group of investors, all of whom were killed, and those papers disappeared too. But there are people holding that same technology now, and they're afraid to do anything with it. Well, we need to change I mean, that. Uh, yes, um, well, I already have a target on my back, so I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> We're being run by a network of mafias, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for people to grasp that that's actually true. Mm-hmm. But it can be broken. Yeah, we're going to dig into it. I, I've I received information. I've seen that I've been in politics since, through, since 18. People all over the world are sending me, you know, like whistleblower, deep intel. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty mind-boggling. Um, but I have to be very careful what I do with it. And in fact, when I was working with the veterans outside the VA in Brentwood mm-hmm. these last three years, that, that whole situation there at the soldier's home that mind you, this is a ground of used to be a thousand acres. Now down to 378 acres. They've taken away from them. Okay. Deeded to the disabled veterans deeded that our land, our land literally threw them out. Then they used to house over 4,000 veterans. 
and beautiful facilities. Hmm. And an uh, earthquake, I think it was uh, the Northridge earthquake, pushed them out 4,000 veterans onto, onto the street. Onto the street. Wow. So I got involved in that, and I said, well, there's a crime here. I know there is. So a good friend of mine stepped forward with a docket, I mean, boxes and boxes of evidence showing the the land steal, the land leases, illegal land leases, because they have uh, UCLA on there using those facilities. They're, quote-unquote, not earthquake uh, safe. Right. Uh, so uh, these are the things I'm finding. You've got more to work on than you could ever have time for. You know, I, I just wish I was collecting a salary in office right now. Yeah, yeah. And able to just devote all your energy to it. Because more things would be done. I'd carry a heck of a lot more weight. So what they can do with the listening audience, the viewing audience, get me in office. Right. That's what we need. We need everyone working together. Dollars help. That I, I have to tell you, they do. Uh, but more importantly, ideas, your voice, spread the word. Hey, you got a soldier. You have someone that's got technically think critical thinking skills. Yeah, highly degreed. So I think I can qualify for the position. Yeah, right. And what about the possibility of your having allies once you get in? What do you think? That that I've already aligned with. By the way, I created another organization. Uh, I'm already reaching out to Ram Ram Paul. Ram Paul. Okay. Um, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and also Rick's I wish Rand Paul would look at the control group project. He, you know, I don't think he knows that all vaccines are bad. He's still pushing them. Yeah, I think he's catching on slowly. Uh, it's it's hard, hard to see through the training, I think, once they get... Well, usually the big pharma doesn't provide the training. Well, yeah. no, but medical school makes you memorize safe and effective. Yeah, that's it. If but you can emotionally pharma. break that. So I think Rand Paul could be great. Oh, I agree. He's finally seeing it, especially with Fauci's doing uh, that. That oh, I, I, I'm, I'm holding back on Fauci. By the way, I hope you know it. I know. Yeah, what he's done to so many lives. Well, what strikes people and gets them discouraged about being able to do anything is they see all that exposed, and it appears that nothing happens. Yeah, and and they they're tired of hearing you know hurry up and wait or wait it's going to come it's going to come right? the investigations and committees that take forever. Yeah, so that was one of my promises today uh, last weekend, uh, along with those candidates that stood on the stage on defeat the mandates in Los Angeles. Yeah, I said I can't do anything now. I can't pursue a civil uh, my as a citizen legal action against what's happening. However, I carry much more much more weight once I'm in office. Because I could, I could have Senate hearings, Senate committees to investigate. Right. So that's where the power is. And that's what happens where- after the investigation? Because a lot of these things that were being investigated during Trump's time and afterward, it seems like they just investigated and that was it. Yeah, they just died. Yeah. Well, those that are found guilty usually will serve time. You saw a series of... Uh, does that depend on... If, if you're talking about the congressional level, does that depend on a Department of Justice that is honest yeah. and ethical, basically? Correct. Correct. But, you know, if you have a mountain of evidence that proves guilt, you can't ignore 
because you have the right. court of public opinion as well. Right. So a lot of it is going to be getting it out to the public. Right. As you experience what happens over there. Yeah, and, the, and you had an excellent question about transparency and communication once in right. office. Yeah. Right. Like, I would like to see one of the representatives uh, of the senator of the House get on TV once a week and say, yeah, this week, uh, Joe Smith came over and offered me $50 million uh, to vote on this bill. And this is how he was going to pay me. And this is exactly what he wanted. And this week, uh, Linda, Linda Smith came over and gave me a 3000 page bill that said, we're going to vote on it tomorrow. And this is how you're supposed to vote. I mean, None of those bills should ever get voted on or, no. or passed, right? And that's the majority. Mm-hmm. I don't think most of the representatives read the bills. Very few. They have staff that review it and highlight those areas in which there there might be concern. But there's so much <laughs> pork. There's so much pork in these bills, and they give them 24 yeah. hour, 48 hours to read over 10,000 pages of of a bill. That's absolutely absurd. Wouldn't the ethical thing be to vote no on every one of those bills, no matter what? That That's where I would lean if I'm not properly uh, versed in the law or the, the bills they're trying to push. I will definitely hold back on my bill being a vote. I mean, if, if the Congress was really being honest about laws, they wouldn't be able to have time to pass very many of them mm-hmm. because they'd have to understand them first. That's the challenge. And... I think with the staff that they hire, they're supposed to be the experts within that given area. Uh, so they're really uh, resting their decisions on those experts. Boy, that's so dangerous. It is. Most of the most of the top paid experts are working for destruction. Exactly. Their influence, they have the ear, the, the lobbyists have, the big pharma has the ear of. Uh, there might be some incentives uh, book deals, speaking tours with sure. uh, yeah, jobs when you when you're out of office at private job and things like that. Yeah, that's how they play the game in DC. And yeah, that's what got is, got Doctor uh, Ron Paul the nickname of Doctor No. Right? <laughs> I love it because there was almost no bill that he would work uh, vote yes on. Well, you know, unless you're not well versed in knowing the implications to go through the OB, and you need to see what the impact is. The that analysis is so critical. Yeah, uh, and if you're betting the future of your country on the opinion of one of your staffers saying, "Oh, you don't need to worry about this; mm-hmm. just vote for it," it, it seems really unethical to vote yes on anything you don't personally understand. No, I agree. And a lot of the, and a lot of time they'll have a meeting with the committee members and they can explain or answer questions. But if you're only given a 48-hour window to review a bill, that's very difficult to do. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll vote nay on those type of scenarios unless I'm very uh, steep in knowledge in a given area. The bills have always been porked. So, yeah. So you may just have to vote no on most of them. Seems like I, I may have to, yes. Um, and also, part of my job is to have a conversation with our other senators to uh, have them explain the rationale for a certain decision or w- which way they're leaning. And if they were honest, they'd say, well, this uh, gentleman over here is going to kill my family if I don't vote yes. Might be a problem. That would be a problem, yeah. Well, once they're in office, a lot of things happen. They catch them in. Yeah, it's going to be a, positions. Yeah. real life drama. 
Yeah, the politics is dirty in D.C. And I think anyone that yeah. lived there, part of it, they will tell you, they'll share that with you. The good thing with me is, you know, I, I've lived a fairly good life and a very clean life at that. And right. So it's kind of hard to pierce this layer, to be honest. Really Can is. people send in uh, communications or questions? Do you have any kind of a, a staff that can help you with uh, answering no, communications the, at this point? Yeah, on my website, there's an 855 number you can call. It's broken out by division. I usually take the time to answer most of those calls now. Wow. I think it's really important that I need to hear from everyone that is taking the time to call me to get get the answers. And uh, Will I have that once in office? That might be a little difficult, but we'll figure something out. I do like the idea of at least once a week or... Uh, to be a video, I think I have a better face for radio. To be honest, but I think I can push out a few videos and share. This is what happened on the floor in committee. I share. think that would be incredible. Yeah. You know, maybe once a week or something like that. Absolutely, I'd love to do that. I think that that's really needed. Maybe you could get inspire other people to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Other people in Congress. Okay, well, I want everybody to support you and um, stay in touch and, and stay on your website, too, and make sure that I've got it correct. Yeah, it's uh, Bradley Senate. BradleySenate.com. That's correct. B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Senate.com. Senate.com. And there was another site that you mentioned, too. Yeah, I'm working still in the, the – well, there's several. There's a uh, – Allied Rescue Coalition, which I'm still helping. Now I'm working. My team is working now also in Ukraine. So it's global. In Ukraine. What what are they doing in Ukraine? We're helping citizens um, uh, leave. Okay. Find safe zones because they're in imminent danger. Right. Uh, So our, our focus initially was in Afghanistan because so many U.S. citizens remained. But now I've expanded our operations. And my operations simply running communications and sharing. Uh, people would communicate or reach out to our group and say they have right. a family member in that area. And we would work with boots on the ground to have them safely removed and extracted. Okay, that sounds great. Having a real person in, uh, in Congress, in the Senate, which is ama- shockingly amazing. <laughs> compared to what people are used to now, I think would be yeah. I just like you. Hey, I, I work hard for a living, and and I've just been real fortunate to have some really good people around my life, and I have good, you know, ethics and values and morals, and right. I, I just carry that forward to everything I do, and I, I just, I'm just like one of everyone. I'm nothing more than, you know, I, I think a lot of folks get in office and let it get to their head. Yeah, yeah, apparently. And the other thing is they keep this illusion of everybody being divided into labels and parties and divisions and things like that. Um, yeah. I wish you want to cast the wand and say, no more party. <laughs> no more parties. We're all like, I don't uh, see any benefit to parties, actually. I was uh, trying to think of one, but I can't. Well, in the, in the campaigning, they're supposed to offer you know help. Right. But they don't. Right. Oh, you mean the parties to the candidates. Right. No, they offer pressure, right? Yeah. 
they offer handcuffs in many respects. Yeah, in exchange for money. And you, in many respects, you don't get money at all. Like in my case, they they took resources away. I'm like the outsider's outsider because the people on the level of corruption within the party itself is nothing who I am. I don't want to be part of that. Right. I just have the ideals, and I am a Republican. So what do you get to do if a bunch of money comes in? Well, it goes right back into on-the-ground advertising. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't pocket anything. In fact, I have more coming out of my pocket to keep this message moving and this movement moving. Right. Because we have to take back a great country. It's, yeah, there's short time to do that before things get more difficult. Exactly. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, James. I really appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, it's been an honor. Hope, I hope that you'll be back and let us know how the primaries go and things like that. Yeah. Keep so, your eyes on the polls. We'll see how we do here in the next week or so. We're, all right. We have been number two in, for seven months in the polls, so we're doing well. That sounds encouraging. Hold on. I'm going to say goodbye in the break here. So there goes James Bradley, you guys. I hope that everybody gives him maximum support and goes to his site, bradleysenate.com. He's also got the other site, fairtransparentelections.com. I think I wrote that down correctly. And um, he says he's got other allies that are running for office at the same time that would join him in the Senate and hopefully in the House and start the idea of living up to the the ideal that was what the U.S. government was supposed to be for, in other words, serving to protect the individual rights, God-given rights of the American citizens. And, and it's something that could be followed as an example in every country around the world, but you need some people to start living it. And I've talked to James quite a bit um, off-air, outside the show, and I think he's prepared, and he knows that... Uh, the backlash from the real bosses who run the government might be pretty intense if somebody sticks to morality and ethics and honesty, but he's ready for that. And I suggested that, James, once you get elected, why don't we do a show once a week and just blow wide open what's really going on in the government, you know, the people trying to control you with bribes and blackmail and telling you how to vote on things you haven't read, and he said, great, he'd be happy to do that, which I would love to see happen. And we're continuing to look for candidates or people in office already who are willing to um, withstand the incredible pressure to sell out and become, you know, one of the frauds, really, that are supposed to be servants and representatives of the people. And so he'll be one more that's going to help us look for people like that. Anyway, I hope you got a lot out of the show, and we'll take a look at James's website and uh, support him any way that you can. Let other people know, even if you're outside of California, remember that P- senators and representatives in every state in the union uh, are actually passing or rejecting laws and doing other activities that affect people in every state. And so I I think that James will be one of those rare representatives who is open to communicating with people who live anywhere, even outside the country, because what he's doing 
sticking to the principles that he's talking about in this show will improve the outlook for the future of the rest of the world. So anyway, I really appreciate your being here for the show. Thank you. We appreciate you very much in all respects. And uh, remember to stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. Support us if you can. We're doing this commercial free. And our nonprofit that runs what we're doing needs needs funds. And if they're not from commercials, they're from donations. And there's a donate button at lostartsradio.com at the top of the page and a subscribe star link that works also and mailing address and all that. Um, but help us share the links. Aside from any donation issues, it's really helpful uh, if you just let other people have access to where they can see the show, especially on some of the platforms. There's a lot of censorship and shadow banning and that sort of thing, uh, downgrading, uh, sharing, and all that. Uh, what else? Remember that we've got these guest shows every week, generally on the weekend, centered around Sunday night. And we have shows on many platforms now. Some are audio and some are both audio and video. Whatever is convenient for you to stay in touch. And we've also got a Saturday night live meeting of Planetary Healing Club. And you can check that out at planetaryhealingclub.com. Um, we go into the deeper issues of forbidden health information that's really violently being suppressed in the U.S. now and in favor of just drugs and surgery and invasive procedures of the medical system and vaccines and all that. And um like to have you with us over there if you want to get into the actual work of transforming your own life experience, your physical health, and learn about deeper, more powerful tools that are not restricted to the physical level. Gets into some really interesting stuff. You have incredible potential and forgotten normal abilities that need to come back. So you're invited to that if you want. Check it out at planetaryhealingclub.com. And if you have things that you want us to consider or guests to suggest or questions or anything like that, feel free to use the contact form on lostartsradio.com. And we read all of those and respond as as time allows. And then there's a videos that we're making now uh, called Voice in the Wilderness, and I'm doing those as often as we can. It's just uh, trying to pack as much into 24-hour days as possible. So thanks for being here. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you here next time. Take it easy. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, 
we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with hosts Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Living in America used to be a dream For so many people far away and unseen With their big cars Everything is possible, just believe that you can Cause we're God's chosen children, 